Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on Shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey everyone, that's Marcus Parks. I am Ben Kissel. You know, Marcus, we were we were looking on iTunes the other day. Mm-hmm. And when, what show was on there? Oh, that would be Abe Lincoln's Top Hat. Abe Lincoln's Top Hat was on there, uh, on there right next to uh, Last Podcast on the left. Both in the top 200, I believe Last Podcast was uh, 153 or something like that. And then uh, Abe Lincoln's somewhere in the 160s. Uh, so uh, that's really, that's good stuff. Yeah, thanks, guys. And be sure to uh, go, if you haven't yet, go to iTunes and leave a review for us. Because that helps to up us up even further. That's right. And we always and everyone's always like, I wonder what I can do to up them up even further. You know, that's what they always say. Like, I love Ben. I love Marcus. How can I up them up even further? I've heard that. Up me up. Up me up indeed. I'll tell you, I was getting real drunk the other night, Marcus, and I actually tweeted this out, but this is a true story, and, uh, and you got to do it. The next time you're alone, Nikita's out of town. You got mm. nothing to do. The lights are out. You got a bottle of whiskey. You're lonely. You're sad. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you're sad. You're sitting in an uncomfortable stool. Uh, it sounds like you're sitting in human feces. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Chair. Yeah. You're sitting on an uncomfortable chair. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to slam a bunch of whiskey and watch true crime documentaries <laughs> while drinking this whiskey and just pretend that you're like a 1950s divorced detective. Uh, that is one of the greatest things you could ever do. I had one of the most remarkable evenings all alone. Uh, investigating the case. It was a case about a fellow named the Bike Path Killer. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about him? I have not. He's a dude from Buffalo. His, uh, his name was Marcus. Google his name really quick for me because it's like El Mino. El Mino. Something like that. Either way, the Bike uh, Path... Al- Al- Altimio Sanchez. Altimio Sanchez. Uh, he was a Bike Path Killer in Buffalo, New York, which, by the way, I mean, that's... That's the worst place. <laughs> if you're going to be a killer slash rapist uh, and you want to work the bike paths... Go to L.A. Oh yeah. Go to San Diego. Who's running in Buffalo? It's the emptiest, emptiest bike path in the nation. Is Buffalo, New York's bike path? Oh yeah. Nonetheless, he was over there, and uh, and he was attempting to uh, kill a bunch of people, and he got three gals and uh, four, four gals, and the rape number was uh, nine to fifteen, something like that. So I was really getting into it. I was drunk, and I was like, "We're gonna catch this motherfucker. He's, you know, we're gonna get him." Three-fourths through the film, and this goes uh, in, into what we've been talking about on previous programs about uh, the, wrongfully, uh, the wrongfully accused and the, uh, the, uh, the problems with the U.S. prison system. Three-fourths the way through the program, they find the guy. They find out this, uh, what's his last name? Uh, Sanchez. They find out Mr. Sanchez did it and what a, and what a fella he is. 
And, uh, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, wow, we cracked the case. You know, I was really happy. I, I, uh, I threw my rocks glass against the wall. It shattered. And I called up my ex-girlfriend. And I said, Cindy, you wouldn't believe it. The guy you said never would be anything became something. I cracked the case. Sanchez did it. She's not real. Uh, so I didn't actually call her. But uh, then we find out they had already convicted somebody of the three murders oh, 21 years earlier. Whoa. So now DNA test has proven that Sanchez is the killer. And now we have this guy uh, who has been wrongfully accused, sitting in prison for 21 years. So now I got that hanging over my head. I mean, this is a, it's very stressful to be a uh, detective, not a detective. You know, it's tricky stuff. Interesting fact, me and Mr. Sanchez share a birthday. Isn't that something? Yeah. And when is your birthday? So the listeners know. January 19th. January 19th. Make sure you get Marcus something really, uh, something, something really special. Uh, but it's just one of the most fun things that you can do, just uh, pretend to be a detective. And it's interesting because... Uh, the prison system is so messed up. The detectives were like, they literally just called the courts and they're like, so this guy is obviously innocent. We caught the guy who actually did it. They figured he was just going to get spurring out the next day. I think the man's still in prison. Oh my God. They never got him out at the end of the episode. So now they just, I guess it's a two for one deal. Oh uh, no, he was exonerated. Was he exonerated? Yeah, he now? was exonerated in uh, March 20, 2007. Oh, thank God. After yeah. a measly 21 years of a living hell, people think he was uh, a murderer of three women. You can imagine uh, the, uh, the uh, verbal and mental abuse the Ooh. prison guards gave him. And this man, he got a $4.25 million settlement. Sign me up. Forget about it. You kidding me? All I got to do is waste 21 years of my life rotting like a dead rat in a prison cell for 4.5 million bucks 21 years later? I'll take it. Yeah, so that's a very fun thing to do. Speaking of drinking alone, this is my favorite story. We haven't recorded in too long, Marcus. Yeah, a couple weeks. So uh, we got to update you really quickly on uh, what's happened in North Korea. Obviously, uh, there was a new uh, international uh, study that came out that pretty much just kind of explains everything that we already assumed and know uh, about when it comes to North Koreans, uh, the North Korean government, and the treatment of their people. It's not good. Well, one of the most disturbing ones that I uh, saw was there was a report that said that a woman was uh, who had just given birth to a baby, she was nearly starved to death, she was beaten by a guard, and then the guard forced the woman to drown her baby. Drowning the baby there. Drowning the baby. Forced the mother to drown the baby. That's awful stuff. That's not very fun. But, of yeah. course, this is Dennis Rodman's playground, and uh, <laughs> this is his favorite place to be. And uh, you can imagine, obviously, this is why the, the outcry of the international community when he brought over all the NBA basketball players and, of course, when he continues to go over there and called Kim Jong-un a great dude and one of his best friends. And, sure, he has a, uh, a prison buddy of his making a lady drown her baby in, in a... I can only imagine the small amount of water that they have in North Korea. Probably the drinking water. This is not Poland Spring. No, this tastes like there was a baby drowned in it. I'm fairly certain. But uh, he is out. Uh, he he is, um, what outlived his welcome. Outstayed his welcome. Outstayed his welcome. Yeah. He has outstayed his welcome in North Korea. He is the only man in North Korea who didn't want to leave North Korea. But apparently the booze and the drugs... Uh, that then Mr. Dennis Rodman loved so much, they finally caught up with him. And yep. we mentioned sitting in stool before. It was, a, it was a slip on my part, slip of the tongue. Of course, in Mr. Rodman's situation, 
That's literally what he was found doing. Yep, yep. The Korea Times reported that Robin was drunk the whole week of his stay, and the night before he left for the U.S., he was drunk, unconscious, and vomited everywhere he turned. He even urinated and emptied the bowels in the hallway. So he shat, pissed, and vomited in the hallways of a North (laughs) Korean hotel. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? It's exactly what he would do in a Miami hotel, but he just happened to be under uh, North Korean watch. And so they kicked him out. They kicked him out, and this is looking very bad on Kim Jong-un. Uh, the Korean Times, uh, they uh, also they continued reporting, the stench was just horrible, and oh the people are criticizing not only Rodman, but also Kim Jong-un, saying that, quote, no one in a right mind would be a friend with Rodman, an animal that he is. So now we live in a world. We live in a world <laughs> where Kim Jong-un sometime, it, it, somehow has the moral high ground <laughs> against Dennis Rodman. You know, in a, in a, the American papers are like, I can't believe Dennis Rodman would be friends with a monster, a murderer, a, 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 a known sociopath, psychopath from a long line of killers uh, such as Kim Jong-un. And now everyone's just like, I can't believe Kim Jong-un would be friends with that drunken asshole. And that's insane. The man's urinating, crapping himself and vomiting all over the hallways like he's making some sort of disturbed Pollock painting. I mean, it's remarkable to, to outstay your welcome as Dennis Rodman, the only celebrity that's ever been in North Korea. Has there ever been another celebrity? Not that I know of. Not one. Not one. To get kicked out of North Korea. That's just kudos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard of somebody being that obnoxious? That they outstay their welcome in a country where they, I mean, he was revered as a god. Yeah. They loved him in North Korea. No, nope, not anymore. He out, I mean, yeah, just to do that. To, I mean, how bad was he acting? Oh, my. It's terribly terrible. I, I mean, he's lucky he got out alive. Yeah. I mean, if, if anybody else did that uh, in North Korea, remotely associated with Kim Jong-un or in a hotel, I mean, they're gone. They're, they're fed to the dogs. Granted, that was a fake story. Uh, of course, mm. for those that, that read the story that said uh, Ki- uh, Kim Jong-un fed his uncles to the dogs, I really wanted to believe it. We all did. Uh, but it turned out to be a fake story. But I'm sure that he has done similar or worse things. And the report mentions that as well. Oh, yeah. uh, some, of the, uh, some of the terrible atrocities. But nothing in North Korea has ever been as disgusting as Dennis Rodman <laughs> going over there and for a week. Just getting nothing but high off of, you can just imagine the drugs. PCP, mm. mescaline, who knows? I mean, this is the top, this is top stuff. Yeah. Well, Nor- in North Korea, uh, meth is a big thing. Meth, oh, methamphetamine. Yeah, yeah. So we sent over a, com- a relatively normal, just drunken Dennis Rodman. Mm. He's like, that's our American trade right now with North Korea as a drunkard, former basketball player. I believe a five-time NBA champion, though, <laughs> so that goes a long way. Yeah. In America, if you're a five-time NBA champion, you get to shit yourself four times in public. <laughs> That's a rule. What, four times lifetime? Four times lifetime. How many do you need? <laughs> How many? I'm giving you four times uh, public uh, defecation. What do you want? You want to give them six times? Five times? I, mean, I don't know. I thought maybe like four times a year. Four times a year. Once every three months. He won five championships. So once every three months, he can crap himself in public. Sure. This is a weird sports show. <laughs> this is a strange. I don't. I, I like that show. First take with Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith. This is a bizarre. This is a bizarre conversation we're having. I'm going to go four lifetime. You want to go four a year? That's fine too. Whatever. Either way, you can do it one time in North Korea for life. Yeah. And that's it. And then you're out of there. 
I mean, they're sending us back a worse dentist than ever. Yeah, and in fact, he came back home. He checked immediately. Into re- he checked into rehab, but three days later, checked himself out. Went to a bar in South Beach and downed quote so many kamikaze shots the wait staff lost count. He's still not drinking like a man, though. Yeah, that's what I don't like about. It. This is why he's uh, vomiting and and, and and pooping everywhere. It's because he's drinking kamikaze shots. If, I, if there's triple sec in that or something like that, these sweet liquors. Mm-hmm. And every time he'd take one, uh, every time he took a kamikaze shot, he shouted, It's kamikaze time! Well, I do like that. <laughs> you know, and, and I would say if I was in a bar in, uh, where was it, it's Miami? Uh, yeah, South Beach. If I was in South Beach and uh, and I was hanging out and I heard, It's kamikaze time, and I looked over and I saw Dennis Rodman slamming his 8th to ninth to 10th to 12th kamikaze shot, I would know I was home. <laughs> I would feel just fine being right there. And he explains his alcohol use by saying, I drink because I'm bored. How are you bored? <laughs> what do you mean you're bored? You drink because you're bored. You're a multimillionaire. You just went to North Korea. Right. You know, I mean, how do you get that bored? This is this is a problem with Dennis. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's that. He, he's got a bunch of kids. You can hang out with them. That's yeah. kind of fun to do. Or just get kicked out of North Korea. The whole time, It's just, it, it, my, Dennis should have just gone over there. And just been like, can I just switch places with Kenneth Bay? Because I know Kenneth is here and he doesn't want to be here, but I love it. And they're like, no, get out of here. We're keeping Kenneth. He's reserved and appropriate. Doesn't vomit everywhere in public while walking through a hotel. Good God. I love this this Dennis Rodman story. So it's all come to an again. All come to an end. He is kicked out of North Korea, but more than welcome in South Beach. Yep. <laughs> That's perfect. That's America, isn't it? It, it this really is, is. This is this is the only for, this is the first time I could ever actually imagine reading a, uh, a North Korean newspaper and being like, I see their point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe there is something wrong with the American culture. We sent them over a five-time NBA basketball champion and he ends up shitting everywhere. I mean, that's insane. It's absolutely insane. But speaking of uh, terrible countries that uh, that are currently um, uh, full of athletes, uh, of course we've had the uh, we've had the Sochi Olympics, mm-hmm. and this is great. <sighs> this was this is my favorite thing ever. First of all, they killed a bunch of dogs. Oh, just right off the bat, just you know, Putin got this whole thing worked out where he's like, "This is going to be, we're going to show the whole world how established Russia is. This is going to be goodwill towards everyone. They're going to love everything about us." First thing that happens, uh, all the reporters check into uh, uh, into their hotels and they're like, "Were De- was Dennis Rodman here before <laughs> I got here?" Because all the uh, you know there was no running water, there was feces everywhere. Uh, you know, uh, shower curtains didn't exist, and I believe at one point uh, a reporter put it took a picture of the toilet and then next to the toilet was a garbage can and then uh and then there was a sign that said put your toilet paper in the can don't flush it but what about the shit <laughs> i mean isn't human isn't isn't feces isn't that more difficult to flush down down than a flushable paper i don't know man sometimes toilet paper can really fucked up fuck up a septic tank i guess so but yeah. russia i mean the curtain has been exposed the the uh, it, 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 it really it is, has it is a it's a nightmare over there and the reason why they killed all the dogs in russia was because during one of the rehearsals for the opening ceremony mm-hmm. a dog just happened to wander up on stage so putin said all right that's it Kill all of the dogs in Sochi. However, Kill them all. there was one Russian billionaire yeah. who at the 11th hour came to the aid of all of the wonderful little pooches running around Sochi. And he has nice. opened up a temporary shelter called Povo Dog, 
which oh. is a play on the Russian word uh, for leash. And at the mo- at uh, press time, Povo Dog was housing about a thousand dogs. I mean, they're all they're all corpses. <laughs> you know, I mean, what are they going to do? They're just there for now. I mean, it's unfortunate and sad, but I would imagine uh, that Putin isn't going to go out of his way to keep those dogs alive anytime soon. Yeah. And there was a uh, actually an American uh, snowboarder, I believe, who adopted one of the dogs. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very nice. I think it's this uh, sage fellow that everyone's so enamored with. Oh, we see this. Uh, he's he's uh, replacing Sean White. Oh, Sean White's. Oh, God, he's over. Sean White's over well, and done with. He didn't even meddle. And it now was he's bad ta- conditions now- for poor Mr. White. He's a redhead. I got to defend him. I got to <laughs> defend Sean White. And now he's taking off time to play with his band, who's awful. He's a multi-millionaire, okay? Let yeah. him have a band. That's if, <laughs> if Jared Leto can have 30 Seconds to Mars and my so-called life... <laughs> Of course, my so-called life. Before Jared Leto starred in Dallas Buyers Club, go back, I believe it might be on Netflix, my so-called life with Claire Danes and uh, a gay fellow named Ricky. Remember Ricky? Yeah. Yeah, everyone loved Ricky. I remember that. Yeah, I once saw Claire Danes in the West Village. We smiled at each other. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. She liked you a lot, huh? She, uh, I mean, at the very least enjoyed my face for a moment. That's good. I saw Julia Stiles the other day. How was she? I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say anything. I just kind of briskly walked past her. I don't like to terrify. I'm too big. I'm too big. I can't just go around smiling at celebrities. You They're can. scared. Yeah. You know? And she's tiny, I hear. She, well, she's actually she's a, she's a larger girl, about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, no shit. She yeah. looks so small. But for those that don't know, we just did an episode of uh, Last Podcast on the Left. Uh, this week's episode is all about gang stalking. Yes. And the last thing that I want to do is... Uh, uh, come across as somebody who is gang stalking a celebrity <laughs> here in New York City. I'll tell you, you guys are going to love uh, love Wednesday's episode, all about gang stalking, fascinating stuff, great stuff. So now Russia, which had looked so good for so long, of course they have uh, Mr. Snowden over there. They sort of, I mean, they didn't they didn't solve Syria. They gave a uh, they allowed Obama to kind of skirt out the back door. They opened up a window yeah. that he could kind of jump out of and uh, and kind of avoid the whole uh, going to war thing. And uh, but now it's a it's a bloody nightmare over there. Of course, <laughs> no one's liking it. Boy, Syria's doing real bad right now. It's rough. We'll have to have Saman or Bobby in here to talk about that fairly soon because I know he's been talking about uh, that on his uh, show on Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that is uh, airing in Iran on a weekly basis. Um, but he was looking great, and everyone's like, Russia's back. They're, 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 you know, they're, you know, they're about to you know, come out of that second world status. They're about to make a first world run, and then sure enough, they can't even get all five Olympics uh, rings to light up during an opening <laughs> ceremony, and people died because of that. That's the one thing that you know we can laugh and laugh about all these uh, bloopers and these mistakes that's happening in Russia. There are people who are currently sitting on cinder blocks with their arms and legs shackled while they have a bag over their head and uh, a bunch of cold water is being dumped all over their laps and it's freezing temperatures in there. Oh, they're no, getting no, no, tortured. No. It's not right now. They're going to be tortured, I think, two months from now. You don't think they're every- currently in the, in, in the basement of, uh, 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 you know, underneath the uh, hockey link, uh, uh, rink or something like that? Well, there was a news story that was circulating around saying that the guy that was responsible this for is the right. rings uh, was found dead. Not true. It's a fake story. It's a fake story. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, not true. Uh, and I think with the eyes on uh, the eyes of the world on Russia right now, yeah. Putin's not gonna he's not gonna make anyone disappear right now. However, right. two months from now, after this has been out of the news cycle forty eight times, that's when you fucking take these guys down. Oh, I mean, Putin. This is his. 
this is his moment to be Santa Claus. <laughs> he's making a list. He's checking it twice, and he's going to figure out if you're naughty or or if you're nice or if you really fucked up the goddamn opening ceremonies of the Sochi Olympics. Yeah. And if you did, you are a dead man. Yeah. There yeah. is no doubt. I do not want to mess up uh, in front of Mr. Putin. Not one bit. It reminds me very similar. Um, of course, the Russians and the U.S., they had a, uh, a hockey game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the U.S. barely won. It was an overtime, and yeah. uh, it came down to penalty shots. Very exciting stuff. Those Russians leaving the, uh, leaving the ice, granted, a lot of them uh, are, in the, uh, are in the NHL, so I think they're, they're sort of uh, safe. But there is a different there, – there, there is something about me. I, I still believe there is an Uday – uh, Hussein thing that could be very well uh, happen to some of the less famous losers of the uh, Russian hockey team. Yeah. And of course, uh, for those who don't know, there's a great, uh, great uh, movie called um, the the Devil's uh, the Devil's Double. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's about the guy who uh, faked to be Usay or Uday uh, Hussein and and all this stuff. But basically, he would just go and he would watch a bunch of uh, you know Iraqis play uh, soccer. Or European football, mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as some like to say, because that actually makes more sense. Yes, it does. I always concede that fact. The U.S. got the sports named wrong. Yeah. And it is football. It's too late now. I know. What can you do? <laughs> what can you do? Absolutely nothing. Um, but he used to put people, you know, so he would watch the Iraqi team lose, and then he would go and he would torture them, much like Captain Hook uh, tortured anybody who went against him and his, uh, and his ideas. He put them in a boo box. Literally. Yeah. Do you remember that story? I remember that story, yeah. Very North Korean. Mm. Very North Korean. Man, these guys, these, these these dictators, they they are creative. You know, if they just if UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade <laughs> Theater, would just go and set up a place in North Korea, set up a place in Iraq, uh, you know, before we uh completely uh, murdered the government over there and set up a place in uh, in Russia. I feel like we could get this creativity stemmed in a more comedic direction. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would probably help. <laughs> oh, Mr. Yeah. Here, was- here's uh, an interesting uh, an nuts. interesting fact about the uh, Russian-U.S. Uh, match. Of course, there was a lot of controversy surrounding a ref's call that disallowed one of Russia's goals. Sure. And, of course, that goal would have been a winning goal, and it led to the penalty shot, which the U.S. made and, you know, eventually won. So All right, now- so over-under. Okay, so okay between the guy who messed up the ring ceremony and the ref who uh, allowed this call, probably accurate. I'm going to give it to the ref on this one because that's a that's a ballsy call to make. You better be damn sure. You better be 100% sure that that shot uh, did not go in or that was an illegal play because you, you are pissing off the wrong dude, pissing off a of Putin. Who's dead first? Oh, my God. I would say the ring guy because you know what's yeah. going to happen with the ref? I don't think the ref is actually Russian. Oh, uh, he's, he can get out of there. Yeah, he can get out of there. However, By we the way, do should- know that the Russians are very fond of the slow poisoning. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I think they this guy is going to get get some uranium thirty five into his blood, and uh, yeah. you know, of course, that type of stuff is untraceable. So he's going to be dying a slow death sometime very soon. I mean, it's untraceable unless you have a black light and you just follow it all the way <laughs> to the Kremlin. But you want to talk about some uh, ire against this ref. There's apparently been protests in Moscow really? uh, against this ref. And the protesters organized by the Kremlin Party's youth group donned oh. Russian hockey jerseys and shouted, Make soap out of the ref, a common expression among Russian soccer fans. Make soap out <laughs> of the ref. Make soap out of the ref. Make soap out of the ref. You know, it's just different than U.S. chants. <laughs> 
you know, in Wisconsin, where I was growing up, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, a nice little town. People have a Polish accent. It's a lot of like, days. It's a lot of like, hey, oh, hey, how you doing there, you know? And uh, there was a little chant. It was called, what keeps the cows in? And then uh, this was when your team was on defense. And they would say, defense, defense. And you kind of get it. It's kind of a fun little joke there. Yeah. And it's just a lot different than uh, make the other team into soap. <laughs> make them into soap. In Russia, it's... Sedlot Mayo is referee. Sedlot is my referee. Sedlot is my referee. It also must terrify you when you're in your hotel room and you're that referee or a journalist or anybody, anything, and you're using soap and you're like, is that an eyelash? <laughs> is, that, is, there, is there an eyelash on my soap? Is there like a pubic hair on my soap? This is a brand new piece of soap. Just an eyeball looking at you. Just a random like toenail. You're like, I don't think they got this guy. I don't think they fully detonailed this guy before they made him into soap. That's how terrifying is that? Oh man! Well, the referee's American, so oh, okay. he's coming back over here. He he'll be fine. I think oh, he'll be fine. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. hope I think, so. Yeah, I don't know how many how many spies do you think the Russia Russia has in the United States? Oh, so countless. I mean, how many do we have over there? We yeah. got the we got Snowden yeah. over there. We got one, but he's not working for us so well anymore. Nope. Oh, my goodness. I don't know, but I did like that one. They had that one beautiful spy. They had that redheaded, hot, gorgeous woman <laughs> over there. Um, I believe she was in Boston. Yeah. I think she might have been in Boston. She was hot. Mm-hmm. Countless spies. Countless. So it's many. insane. It's great. You know, get over here, get all the information, check it out. You know, all they're learning about is uh, the new fountain at uh, Old Country Buffet. <laughs> you know, or was it Golden Corral? <laughs> Golden Corral. It's the they had the got the eighth wonder of the world, the ninth wonder, uh, ninth wonder of the world, and the tenth wonder of the world. But it's all just one wonder. But then they're shooting out different forms of lard <laughs> from the top of each one. What are you really learning? Like, what are you learning about the... That's the thing. You you spend a spy over, like, middle America. No one in middle America knows anything about... This is a huge country. Yeah. They don't know what's going on in Washington. They have no inside information. You're just coming back to the Kremlin, and you're talking about how, you know, I actually... You know, they actually think Krispy Kreme is better than Dunkin' Donuts. And, I mean, those are the, both of the kinds of donuts. <laughs> they get no information from any of these people anywhere. Nah. What does somebody in Boston know, you know? Absolutely nothing. But it's nice because Obama, he's, it's President's Day today. Yeah. Or it was yesterday, Monday. I suppose you'll be listening to this on Tuesday. Obama's in a 42% approval rating. It's nice to see Putin with some mud on his face for once, with some egg on his goddamn head. Oh, yeah. He's had it too good for too long. He really has. You know, he's, been, he's, been, he's been amazing. People, his approval rating in the United States was through the roof. I mean, this guy, is, he's a tyrant. He's a, he's a monster. Yeah. He's, he's an absolute criminal. We have a, I do want to thank him for... Uh, for Pussy Riot, though, oh, holy man. lord, they were just here at the Barclays Center, and those those women are very attractive. They're vivacious, and they're seeking asylum here in the United States. Let's give it to them. Give it to them, indeed. Although, if they mess with Miss Miley Cyrus, <laughs> I'll send you right back to Russia. No one messes with Miley. She's still our number one gal. Yes, she is, indeed, America's sweetheart. She is, she is. But a big win, and it's fun. That's the one nice thing about the Olympics. You know, like the U.S. beating Russia. Obviously, it wasn't a medal game. It really doesn't matter, but it does. You know, it was in Russia. People in Russia were just pissed off. Putin got to see his team lose, which you know it, it cuts him to the core. And that's the great thing about international sport. Going back to uh, you know Man- Mandela, what he did with the uh, you know uh, South Africa and the apartheid with the with the um, with the soccer matches and everything like that. I mean, it was uh, it's it, it's good to see. It's a symbolic victory, but a victory nonetheless, and a very important one, especially in Russia. Yeah, it's nice to get them. It's nice to kick their asses a little bit because they're, you know, otherwise we got NBA basketball players shitting on 
goddamn hotel carpets in North Korea. Well, we're tied with Russia right now for medals. We're tied at 18. However, they are standing uh, in the number two spot uh, because they have more silvers than us. Uh, who wants it? We're standing in number four. Germany's standing at number one. They have eight gold medals. Well, you better be careful. Remember Munich? <laughs> better be careful, people. Here's it. You know what? Uh, I was looking at all of the uh, Olympics host cities the other day. Yeah. Uh, and from 1935 until 1944, only one of these Olympics were held. But the Winter Olympics, all three years, had been awarded to one of the Axis powers. 1935, hmm. or... I think it was maybe it was 36. 1936, that was Germany. Hmm. 1940 was supposed to be uh, Italy. That and got 19- canceled, though. That got canceled. Mussolini messed it up. They got canceled. And then 1944 was supposed to be Japan. Isn't that something? Isn't that weird? So they are, I mean, these are, it makes sense that they're the access powers. I mean, they have, uh, they have. Uh, enough clout to uh, be able to waste billions and billions and billions of dollars of their people's taxpayer money on an event that lasts a month and a half that will bankrupt the city for about a decade. <laughs> so that's great. I don't know why people want these Olympics. I don't either, man. It's a huge pain in the ass. Da- Security is through the roof. The, the, and what are you going to do with a building that size again in Russia? What do you? I mean, they don't have anything. No, I mean, all of it, all it's going to do is just all going to fall into disrepair. You can yeah. look at uh, past Olympic villages uh, around the world. I, I saw some pictures the other day of past Olympic villages, and they're 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 like Chernobyl. It is. If you ever watched, uh, you remember the documentary? I think we actually dedicated a program to it. Queen of Versailles. Yeah. The guy wanted to go and make the biggest house in the world, and they manage, they they model it off of uh, this uh, mansion in Versailles, this hotel in Versailles, I think. Yeah. And uh, and it's huge, and then it was you know fell into disrepair, and dog shit was everywhere, which is exactly what's going to happen to this place in Sochi. Mm-hmm. It's going to be full of fecal matter. It's going to look it's going to look disgusting. It's going to look like what uh, the Metro Dome after Hurricane Katrina, <laughs> uh, after everybody uh, got out of there. It's just going to be trash, like uh, what Woodstock 2000 or something like that. Ooh. It's going to be a nightmare, and it's just going to be a shelter for a bunch of homeless people. And uh, and and for what? And for what, you know? Uh, so you, I've, I've so never, you don't have to travel to go watch a bunch of, uh, you know, s- snowboarders ski on a half pipe? I've never before truly understood the term national embarrassment yeah. before the Sochi Olympics. Oh, my. Uh, the definition of, first of all, those opening ceremonies. Holy. Russia needs gays. <laughs> Russia needs gays. That was choreography from, I mean, that was... It, it reminded me of a uh, what's the name a, a Christopher um, you know like a waiting for Godot or, oh, or waiting for Guffman and uh, yeah 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 Christopher Priest guest guest Christ, Christopher guest it reminded me as if his character was the one who set up <laughs> all of these dancers I mean it was amateur hour they yeah. looked and the, the costume they looked like a moving scab <laughs> it was just disgusting looking I have no idea what was wrong with them yeah and you're right national embarrassment nothing. Greater than that, much like when Clark Griswold, uh, he did the whole countdown. It was Christmas time, and he had all the lights on top of his roof, and he was about to plug it in like uh, Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future. He's about to plug it in to put the clock tower on, but of course, Griswold's got the 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 in and the out, and he and he's like, you know, whatever, does the whole thing. No lights go on. And that's exactly what happened in Sochi, yeah. and it's just such a uh, such a hilarious hilarious blooper. Because you can't count. Anytime there's a countdown and then you get to zero and then nothing happens and you just set it. It's like oftentimes I'll do some jokes on the round table of gentlemen. Yeah. And I'll set them up real long and real (laughs) hard. And they fall flat similar to the Sochi 
Olympic rings. Mm-hmm. That's the my, some of my jokes on the round table of gentlemen are the equivalent of the Sochi Olympic rings. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's nice to see Putin mess up a little bit. Yeah, it is. And let's go Team USA. Yeah, go Team USA. I think we've only got a couple of days left on this, right? So I think ends, so. Ends on uh, either Thursday or Saturday. Wow. Uh, ends on the 23rd. It is so quick. J- years of preparation and, and years of, of taking care of these things for, I really just don't understand, for nothing, for pride. And yeah. then to act, have that much pride going into it and then just have everybody uh, complain about every single thing that you've done um, during the years that you had to prepare for it. I mean, really for, remarkable. For fuck's sake, a bobsledder had to punch through his door to get Is out. Is that what happened? You didn't hear about that? No. Yeah, a bobsledder, he was going to his event, and he goes to uh, open the door, and the doorknob falls off. Oh, my God. And he, has to, he had to punch through the door in order to get out of his hotel room to make it to his event. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. How was that guy injured before the event? Yeah, he couldn't get out of the door. Uh, he couldn't get out of his apartment building there. He didn't punch right through it. I going remember, down with a broken hand. I remember seeing another one. Uh, a journalist had tweeted something uh, that one day uh, they didn't have any running water, but the next day right. the water uh, came on, yeah. but there was a sign that said, do not use on face. Yeah. Dangerous was, materials contained. It was yellow. It was like the water. What? What's the state that was going through that problem? Was it Kansas recently? The uh, uh, With the big fra- the big chemical spill? Yeah. With I the think big, it was Missouri. Missouri. It was, yeah. it was that water, but there was no chemical spill. <laughs> it was, it was supposed to be the normal water. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Sochi is a big industrial town. It's a vacation. It's a it's it, it's a resort. That's why they had it there. He was like, <laughs> I'm going to show them the best. Yeah, because it was a night. It was supposed to be uh, Russia's nice place. The only clear liquid in Russia is vodka, and that's the, <laughs> that's why they drank it all, just to forget that it's freezing cold and miserable. And uh, if they say anything wrong about their government, they're going to be murdered immediately. You know, they don't drink water there. Vodka. That's what they drink, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the most uninteresting man in the world. <laughs> I don't drink vodka often. Well, I do every single day, every single minute of my day. But when I do, I prefer prefer, prefer government-issued vodka. Oh, that sounds great. Putin mm. vodka. He's got to get into the vodka game. Um, let's see. All right. Well, that's all we're going to do here. Yeah. So that's great. So that's at Marcus Parks on Twitter. And then I am at Ben Kissel. And, uh, yeah, guys, thanks so much for the iTunes uh, stuff. And um, I want to thank a fan, Randy Marcus, last name. Yeah, Randy Katzen. Randy Katzen. Randy, I'm going to say thank you for the next month because he sent us beef jerky. And everyone's going to hear about it because it's the world's greatest beef jerky. And Randy Katzen's beef jerky has got to go on sale at some point soon. Randy's jerky. Look out, cows. You're about to get tasty. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.